and uh, we're officially live there. So welcome into the Rover Sports Podcast, uh, just starting it out on YouTube, and this is a live show coming out for everybody. So uh, yeah, we are live right now, and uh, we're going to be taking questions during this. Again, if you are listening on iTunes, uh, go ahead and uh, got that Andy Dalton profile picture. If you're listening to this, to this on iTunes, you could pop over the Rover Sports, the YouTube channel, subscribe, so then you can listen to it. So um, got three people watching right now, um, and uh, and yeah, Brandon Rogers, what's going on? Alex, uh, Alex Sports Volunteer Roadshow, what is going on, Catfish? Yo, I uh, I missed uh, you know, my buddy Catfish. I haven't spoken to him in like a year or two. He's starting out an awesome uh, website, uh, you know, called uh, you know, the Fan Fan Pride, and he's doing it with Pigskin Pete. So uh, that that is that is absolutely awesome. Edwin Rivera, how are you? Burke, just one name, Burke. I think you had a longer name than that. Um, so we're talking some AFC North tonight on the show and, um, oh wow. The Tennessee basketball player, Jarnell Stokes. Is he going to be a contributor on your website? You got an interview with him. Uh, that is, that is absolutely very cool. So, oh, G men 409. It, this is just a great, great gathering here. A lot of people, uh, you know, joining into the show, uh, G Men four oh nine. It's going. It's going all right. You know. It's it's good to be able to you know do a podcast uh, out there with you guys. Uh, so I'm all right. I I am all right. Oh, that is uh, that is amazing news. Val Roadshow. Oh my gosh. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So let's get into it. Let's talk about the North, shall we? So we got the AFC North. The Cleveland Browns, the Brownies, um, they, you know what, you know what's interesting about the Cleveland Browns is that, you know, they had a very good draft. So you get the tackle Jedrick Wills considered the safest tackle in the entire draft. You go out there and you have a pretty kick-ass offseason. I mean, you get Jack Conklin. I'm gonna pull up their their official. Uh, I'm 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 gonna pull up their their roster. Okay, you have Jack Conklin. Um, you know, you you re-sign Miles Garrett, and you know, so I thought that they had a really nice offseason. And now for Baker Mayfield, expectations are gonna be way way much lower than they were last year because last year with Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry coming off of that rookie season, everybody thought that the Cleveland Browns were the talk of the town. Everybody assumed that the Cleveland Browns were going to walk with that division, were going to go ahead and win that division. They didn't even come close last year. They had a very disappointing year. They fire Freddie Kitchens, but they bring in Andrew Barry, a new GM, and now they bring in Kevin and Stefanski. I think Stefanski is a decent hire for the Cleveland Browns because you got to create, you got to get a, a coach that you're familiar with that's safe, and that's what Stefanski is. I don't think he's going to suck like Freddie Kitchens did, okay? Um, and, and also, put it this way, I think Cleveland was just a dumpster fire with, John, with, John, with, with Dorsey anyway. Um, so, I think that the 
I think that the Cleveland, you know, let's talk about the Cleveland Browns. So I, I think that the Browns, you know, looking at this roster, I just doubt that Cleveland will win this division. I'm just going to say that right now because, you know, I know that a lot of people love the Baltimore Ravens, and, and we'll get to the Ravens in a little bit. But the fact is you got a brand new coach, and, and you know, Matt Nagy did win a division. Maybe Sean McVay, right, in year one, won the division as well. So maybe it's not as hard. But for Cleveland, for this new coach to win this division, man, there is no way I, I see that happening. There is no way that I see the Cleveland Browns going out there and uh, and, and winning and winning this uh, winning this division um, be, with this new coach. I'm taking the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm taking the Pittsburgh Steelers to win because Pittsburgh, their defense is the most consistent defense. Their coach is the best coach in this division, I'd say by a pretty significant margin. A lot of people are in love with John Harbaugh. They fantasize about John Harbaugh. Um, and, and I don't know why, wh wh what's going on with the stream, but it looks like my stream is back now. For some reason, it wasn't working. So hold on, hold on. Is my stream, uh, is it coming back? We back here, we back. Let's see, hold on. One second, one second. Jeez, 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 the software here, guys. Unbelievable. All right, we're back, we're back. I apologize. I apologize. We are back, just like sports are trying to come back. We are back, okay, so I'll keep an eye up on that. So I got the Steelers winning this division. Got the Steelers winning the division, probably around 11-5. and five. You got Big Ben Roethlisberger coming back. You got Zach Bush in his second season. You got T.J. Watt. You have Mike Tomlin, the best coach in all of football. You have Juju Smith-Schuster. You now don't have the distraction of Antonio Brown uh, at all. So this is going to be absolutely fantastic for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, you got a quarterback that has done it before. Out of all the quarterbacks in the division, what quarterback is the Hall of Fame quarterback? It isn't Joe Burrow. It isn't Lamar Jackson. And it isn't Baker Mayfield. It's Big Ben Roethlisberger. This guy's played tons of games. He's won two championships. He's an Iron Man. He's got a lot to prove. He's slimmed down. I just look at the Pittsburgh Steelers and Mike Tomlin. This is the safest pick in the division. They have all the infrastructure. Now let's talk about the ultimate team in this division that's going to get the most play, and that is the Baltimore Ravens with the best player in football last year, Lamar Jackson. If you're going to look at the best football player of the 2019-2020 season, who was the story about in the NFL? It was Lamar Jackson. This was a guy that was drafted at the last pick of the first round right before Thursday closed in 2018 draft, I think, in Dallas, Texas. That's when Lamar Jackson was picked, right? That was his, that was his draft selection, and he was selected after a tight end in Hayden Hurst. Lamar Jackson acquainted for 55 total touchdowns. I think he set the record for rushing touchdowns, and he was just a ridiculous player. And I've been on my opinion about Lamar Jackson before the draft, and my opinion about him the whole time is that he is not going to work as a quarterback in the NFL. He does not have the arm strength to work. He does not have the accuracy to be a quarterback. He is a running, he's a guy who runs the football. 
and running the football is not going to last. So that that's what I said. Uh, that's what I said about Jackson. And I still have my doubts about him long term. Uh, last year, he was the best player in the NFL. He was the story of the NFL. He was the runaway MVP. And he had an opportunity to win two games and go to Miami last year. All right, so... Um, I think that Lamar Jackson, okay, this year, right? Let's talk about Lamar Jackson, all right? Let's talk about Jackson. There's never been a quarterback in the last 30 years that has consistently gone on to have seasons in the NFL where he is a primarily running guy, like, like at the quarterback position, primarily a runner, primarily a ball carrier. There's never been a 50-50 guy that's a ball carrier and a quarterback that's had success that is absolutely impeccable, consistent success. You could talk about Randall Cunningham, but that's mostly a thrower of the ball. You could talk about Michael Vick, and Mike Vick had the dog incident. So that took off, what, three years of jail time and ended his career, basically. He was never really, you know, he was never really the same elite level guy, you know, ever since that happened. But you can't name a guy that's been consistent and been elite. When you look at the great quarterbacks of all time, you got Favre, you got you know, Peyton Manning, you got Tom Brady, uh, you have Drew Brees, you have the pocket passers, you have Warren Moon, you have Russell Wilson, who's a passer. And Lamar Jackson, uh, a lot of his passes were very easy because he was such a good runner. So how good is Lamar going to be? He's got all the expectations. He's got nowhere to go but down. He had one of the greatest seasons of all time. I mean, how could he possibly duplicate it? The only way Lamar Jackson could ever get you know, more respect than he did last year is if he goes out and wins a Super Bowl championship. He's already peaked in my mind. And defenses now, I mean, you've seen it. You've seen one-year great quarterback play from very mobile guys. But then defenses get a hold of it, and then they stop it, whether it's the Wildcat, whether it's, you know, Robert Griffin III. So is Lamar Jackson going to reinvent the game? Is he going to be the one guy out of the past 40 years that at the quarterback position is the most lethal runner and the most lethal thrower ever to play? play the game is he going to be a guy that you're going to talk about and he's going to be in a category all to himself he might be one of the greatest players then ever not just quarterbacks but football players football weapons of all time because we've never seen what he's doing from the quarterback position and I mean this as a compliment to Lamar Jackson again I think that defenses are going to catch on to him I think the magic is going to run out Will it run out next year? They could still have a really good success. They still have Mark Ingram. They still can certainly make a wild card. But I'm going to take the Pittsburgh Steelers winning that division next year. All right, guys, as we continue on. Bradley Moore from Alabama, how is it going? Sabrina, <laughs> thank you so much. Sabrina, I will. I will do it for every division. How about that? I don't think necessarily, Brandon. I'd say if the Browns go 8-8 eight and eight with Kevin Stefanski, that's a big-time success because you got a first-year head coach. 
You haven't ever made the playoffs in, what, 15 years if you're the Cleveland Browns? You need a semblance of stability. And you can't just completely go right to the playoffs. Don't go 5-11. and 11, But if you go 7-9, and 8-8, eight and eight, Baker has some good games, that's all Cleveland should want. you got to get close first. I mean, Cleveland's been at the bottom of the bottom. You know, it's been disastrous. So going 8-8 eight and eight is a big-time success. you got to get back in the mix. That's all you got to do. All right, get back in the mix. Yeah, it's good to, good to have good to have you guys all here. It really is. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how I see the division. And then you got you know out west, or you got the Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow, Zach Taylor. For them, a successful season is five and eleven. And for them, you know, it's just again, it's it's Joe Burrow. You know, staying healthy. It's him growing, and it's this young coach and Zach Taylor. I think it's having offensive success with Zach Taylor because Zach Taylor's a guy that Zach Taylor's a guy that that really hasn't had any offensive success. I mean, this is a guy that was Sean McVay's water boy. This was a quarterbacks coach that just happened to have Sean McVay's phone number. This is a guy that if he was at the grocery store, you would look past a million times. This is a guy that if you asked, you know, even really, you know, hardcore NFL fans, they don't even know who the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals is. They don't even know who Duke Tobin is. So for Zachary Taylor, for Zachary Taylor, it's just can you coach offensive football? Can you show your worth? And then their defensive coordinator is this Italian guy. Has this like Lou Arigmu or something like that, and um, and yeah, I mean they, they they went out there. They got this guy Wilson from Wyoming. Now this guy, I'll tell you, I'll go into my John Gruden voice. I'll tell you now, this kid Wilson. I'll tell you, this kid Wilson. Now he's a pretty good football player. He's tough. He's from Cheyenne, Wyoming. Cheyenne, Wyoming in the house. University of Wyoming, Logan Wilson. It's a good pick, Akeem Gaffers from from uh, Boone, North Carolina. Chris Senor, man, how are you? Oh, and we are off again. How about that? How about that? But we're gonna come back because guess what? We always come back, just like I'm coming back, just like I'm coming back. We come back, we go out, and then we come back. Yeah, but Jay, Jay, here's the thing. You still got two more years of Baker Mayfield. What do you want, Kevin Stefanski to, I mean, he's a first-year coach now. I mean, Baker Mayfield, you know, in this league, let's start small, maybe wild card. Let's let's get to eight wins first. I don't think the Jags are going to tank for Trevor Lawrence. The Jags got too dang good of a defense. I mean, they, they have Josh Allen. You know, they, they have great cornerbacks, okay? We got to go out, then we come back. We got to come back. So I'll tell you what, Chris Senor, you got to come back. Just like Rover Sports, you know, we were out of commission for a while, and then we came back, and that's what we do. So, I mean, I don't expect this first-year coach to come in here and, and, and shock everybody. I think that, that Cleveland is just like the Arizona Cardinals. They just have a lot of – you know what Cleveland has? The Cleveland Browns – 
they have a lot of um, potent. They have a lot of flashy players on a roster, but they have no historical success or, re- or relevance in this league. Their ownership, the Haslam's, are the worst owners in the NFL. So you're bringing in a brand new coach and a coach that was a sloppy second. You know, Freddie Kitchens got in, got in his last year. And I'll give Kevin Stefanski a ton of credit for swallowing some pride. Now, I'm not sure how much pride it's swallowing if you're still making $2 million. I mean, I'd be passed over uh, millions of times and still be happy to take an NFL head coaching job. But again, psychologically, they picked, you know, Freddie over Kevin Stefanski. Kevin Stefanski comes back now. And now he's going to be the head coach there. And for Baker Mayfield, I think Baker Mayfield's a damn good quarterback in the NFL. He's going to have a great, great career. I even trust Baker Mayfield more than Lamar Jackson because I've seen Baker Mayfield's work in the NFL. He's a better thrower of the ball than Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is much better than Baker Mayfield right now, but Lamar Jackson's stock has peaked. Okay, Baker Mayfield has room to grow. Lamar Jackson can't have a better year in this league. Defenses are going to catch up to Jackson. That is honestly what I think. I tell you what I think in all honesty, and in all honesty, I think that the Ravens missed their window last year. Cleveland has a decent team. You got to see about Odell Beckham. You got to see about the characters in that locker room. It's going to be tough for Stefanski, but overall, you're building well. Andrew Barry is one of the best. He's one of the best in the game already. He went out there. He got Jack Conklin on a very affordable deal. He selected Jedrick Wills in the draft. Um, He went out and got Grant Delpit in round two from LSU to go and pair with the guy that they selected uh, you know, at, at a at a cornerback slot last year, a guy who really struggled to tackle, also from LSU. So, I mean, these these are all factors for the Cleveland Browns. What do I think about Paul Tyson, the the grandson of the greatest coach in the history of football, Bear Bryant? Um. I think that he's going to be good, but that's a loaded quarterback class, Bradley. That's a loaded quarterback class. You got the guy coming in from uh, California, Thompson, who looks absolutely amazing. Looks like even like a ne- the next Kyler Murray there. Uh, then you got Mac Jones, who's Mac Jones is going to be a, a really good quarterback. He's like a fourth or fifth round guy if he came out already. So I don't know about Tyson. I think that Tyson will have to end up transferring, but he's going to stay like three years because he's related, of course, to Bear Bryant. He's the grandson of Bear Bryant. Donovan Peoples-Jones from the University of Michigan. And that's a guy, Connor, that at Michigan, Shea Patterson, at the end of his career, couldn't really get it going. So that's a guy that maybe has some upside. But you got tons and tons of receivers in Cleveland, tons of receivers. But you look at the Ravens, right? And it's going to be important for Mark Ingram to play really well. I love that pick of J.K. Dobbins. Uh, The Ravens actually had a sweet draft. I mean, Patrick Queen out of LSU is a guy who just flashed really late. So... You know, you look at the Ravens, and their roster is still amazing. They still got really good talent. I mean, this was the best team in the in the in the whole AFC last year. 
So, oh boy, oh boy. And then the defense, you know, it's a tiny bit, it's an old defense. It's an old defense with Elias Campbell. You know, you got Derek Wolf from Denver. You know, where are you going to get the pass rush? You know, who knows? Well, Matt Judon is a pass rushing guy. You got Humphrey. You got Marcus Peters, who you then you got for a trade. So it's a talented team. Earl Thomas is old. Calais Campbell's very old. You know, Pernell McPhee, Derek Wolf. I mean, these are old, old players. You're going to need some of these younger guys like Jalen Ferguson and, and then Chauncey Rivers. I think Chauncey Rivers is a guy that actually was in last chance U at one point. So you're going to need these guys to step up. Chauncey Rivers was in last chance U, by the way. Victor Jimenez. What is going on, Victor? How are you, man? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I am doing well. I'm doing well. Hold on. We, we die, and then we come back. We die. We come back real quick. I'm telling you we're coming back. Telling you we're coming back. All right. How about it? Are we back? We should be back. And we're back. That's it. You got to stick with me. I go in and out. I go in and out. In and out burger style. Cam Newton starting for the Pats. Um, I think that Cam Newton, like I said in the video, you can go ahead and watch that video. Made that late July. I think that Cam's only going to start like seven or eight games. I don't think it's a big deal at all. I don't think he's going to have a special career. Um, but Dak Prescott, we'll talk about Dak here. Victor Jimenez asked the question about Dak. I think Dak is playing it smart. You know, he's getting $31 million. The Cowboys don't want to sign. I mean, the Cowboys would sign him still to $34, $35 million. I think the Cowboys are doing the right thing. I think Dak Prescott is not a quarterback that you want to pay $38 million to. I think he's a good quarterback, but he's not an elite-level guy. He is not like a Drew Locke. He's not a guy like even Garoppolo. He's not like a uh, who's like a transcendent, you know, talent. Of course, Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, maybe. You know, he's not even like a Russ. He's he's not he's not in. He might be like that twelfth best quarter. He might even be like fourteen. I would even take Kirk Cousins over Dak Prescott. I mean, Dak is he's an all right thrower. He has good touch. He's a great leader. He has intangibles. He's mobile, but he's not a running quarterback. So I'd say Dak is a he's a good quarterback. He's he's good. You want to have him. But again, if you had to roll the dice with like a Justin Fields or a Trey Lance or a Kyle Trask or one of these rookie quarterbacks next year, I think that that'll be fine for the Dallas Cowboys. And then you see Ben DiNucci, who's 6'2". I mean, I, I, I don't expect Ben DiNucci to come in there and be a Tony Romo who's an undrafted guy, but you have to see with McCarthy. I, I still would take... I still would take Dak Prescott way over Andy Dalton. I mean, Andy Dalton had opportunities to win um, in in Cincinnati. He really did. And he's been nothing but a very average quarterback. He doesn't take any chances down the field. So I got to go with Dak Prescott on that one. 
Chris Senor, I've I've definitely been following the PGA Tour. I follow it every single week. You you look back at the winners on the PGA Tour, and that's like been my favorite thing to watch. I love Bryson DeChambeau. He is the perfect kind of d bag for the PGA Tour. I love guys that everybody hates. So DeChambeau's a great golf villain. He kind of has that annoying hat. Um, he's a guy who argues with everybody. He's very negative all the time. He's kind of nerdy, but at the same time, he's jacked. And he's hitting these, you know, 400-yard drives. I mean, he's spectacular. You know, DeChambeau's really fun to watch. By far the most entertaining athlete uh, going right now is Bryson DeChambeau. You know, Tiger Woods, pretty uneventful. You know, Phil Mickelson here and there. But you got John Rahm winning. You had Thomas versus Morikawa. And, um, and, and, and listen, and then you had Daniel Berger, Webb Simpson's having a great year. So I followed, I followed that shit a lot. You know, I love the game of golf. I play a shit ton of it when I can, uh, around, uh, around where I live. So I, I love the sport. It's, it's an awesome game. And, uh, the PGA tour, I've been watching a, a, just so much of that shit lately. Uh, to say shit a lot, shit, shit, shit. Uh, Bradley Moore, what do you think about Easton Stick? Uh, you know, again, a guy from North Dakota State, uh, nice kid, but just way too small, not enough arm strength to ever be a starter. But if he's a nice kid and if he's a smart kid, he will be a backup quarterback for a while. You want your back, you want your quarterbacks that are not starting to be really, you want them to be very unassuming personalities, okay? You don't want them to rock the bow. You don't want to have a rock star as a as a, uh, as a a backup quarterback because that's a detriment to the entire starting quarterback. That's a detriment to the team. That's why you see very bland personalities as backup quarterbacks, even though they're free agent quarterbacks that are more talented. Um, going forward, a big time possibility. I could see those two really getting along. Now, Tyrod Taylor, how comfortable is he going to be with being a backup quarterback? Chris, I want to see, you know, Herbert start by like game three. Um, and, and again, I can't wait for that training camp battle. And, you know, Chris, this would have been a good time for your team, for the Chargers. You talk about why you want preseason football. It's fun to see quarterback battles in the preseason. We had Tyrod Taylor versus Matt Castle in Buffalo, Josh Allen versus Nathan Peterman, you know, Sam Darnold. Uh, you know, winning the job from McCown. So, you know, Kyler Murray just got the quarterback. Yeah, but Kyler Murray, I know that Kyler is the same size as Easton Stick, but Kyler Murray has big-time arm talent uh, and, and mobility that is just unparalleled for anybody, you know, playing that position. So Kyler Murray's a very good quarterback. I think Kyler's getting just so much hype now with De with DeAndre Hopkins. That that Arizona team, we're going to do the AFC West preview. But Kyler Murray, I said last year, Kyler Murray's a very, very good player. I've always been a fan of the way he carries himself. And I've always been a big Kyler fan. He's like one of the most fun quarterbacks to ever watch play uh, the game. And, um, and yeah, a lot of guys hated on Kyler Murray. They hate on Kevin Murray. They, they hate on that family, but that, that dude's a stud. That dude's a stud. Yeah. I'm excited for Herbert too. And Chris, you got to keep in your thoughts. I mean, the, every NFL analyst pretty much is mocking Justin Herbert. And I just think that it's kind of BS. I think Justin's going to shut them up and it's going to be so, so great. Matt Farias. Um, I'm, do, I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. It's, uh, it's good to, good to see you and, and everybody here. Don't even know who, who, uh, Williams is to be honest with you, Brad, 
but uh, but Matt, it's really good uh, to see you. All right, guys, this was fun. This this was an enjoyable time here. Again, you guys can listen uh, to the podcast or or vice versa, and it's just good to get some reps in here and get back on YouTube. Uh, but we got Major League Baseball, just like Connor's saying. We got some real fun stuff going on, some NBA, and uh, and this was a fun little half-hour stream that I like to do. Uh, you know, get in and get out and do a good job. So, all right, guys, thanks and see ya. All right, I want to thank everybody for listening on the on the QuickTime uh, app uh, right here. It was a good podcast on the AFC North. I hope everybody enjoyed it. Uh, in the AFC North, I got the Pittsburgh Steelers winning the North. And then I have Baltimore finishing probably second. And then I got Cleveland also probably not making the postseason, followed by, alas, the Cincinnati Bengals. So overall, it's going to be a really fun, fun AFC North. And uh, that's the North. All right. Thanks, guys. Take care.